AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however... You may be watching or listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Peter King around the corner, some NFL stuff. He's been at Jets, Steelers, Lions, Bills camp. Uh, So according, J-Mac, to multiple reports, Dan Wetzel, Brett McMurphy, the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Huskies have informed other Pac-12 schools they intend to leave for the Big Ten. Play would start in 2024. So that's very important. It makes it a bi-coastal conference with three time zones. So you can start noon Eastern on Fox with a Michigan football game in Wisconsin. Late afternoon game, Ohio State, Penn State. Late afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern. Then you go 7 o'clock Eastern. Washington plays, you know, UCLA. Uh, And then you can do the late start. You know, a USC late 7.30 start at the Coliseum that starts 10.30 Eastern. You go bang, 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 bang. Eight huge football brands. Ohio State, USC, Michigan, Penn State, Mm. Wisconsin, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, more of a basketball stool, but still it's Los Angeles market. Seven to eight massive brands. That's the way to do it. SEC's not slowing down. They're going to add Florida State and Clemson. The minute they can, they will. So they've already added Texas, Oklahoma. So this is a great move for the Big Ten. As far as the Pac-12, Colorado has already gone to the Big 12. That's a good fit. Arizona, Arizona State are going to go to 
to the Big 12. Those schools recruit Texas. That's a great fit. So the Big 12 is not going to have a bunch of powerhouses, but they're going to have Baylor and Kansas State, TCU, Arizona schools. My guess is Utah could dovetail it and get down there as well. They recruit Texas all the time. And I have no problem with it. We're going to have two massive conferences, then the ACC and the Big 12. And I don't know what happens to the Pac-12, but it's not. It's just not, you know, yeah. it's always been an academic conference anyway. That's why they, for years and years, schools have wanted to get into the Pac-12, and they've always viewed themselves sort of nose in the air as an academic conference. So it doesn't matter. The schools that are good football programs, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, I feel bad for Utah because they're totally committed to football, and they're good. Uh, the big four get in and they join. This is the way the world works. It's called a merger. I mean, Facebook buys Instagram. This is the way the world works. You can prepare for it or by, be naive and complain yeah. about it. But I, the Arizona schools in the Big Ten or in the, in the Big 12, yeah. I got no problem with that. Colorado, Utah in the Big 12. It feels like BYU is already in the Big 12. Why shouldn't Utah, their primary rival, be in the Big 12? Both Arizona schools go to the Big 12. They're rivals. We, we often talk about what's next. Um, what do you think happens with kind of uh, the leftovers, Oregon State and Washington State? I, so do they go Big 12? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do think, I wonder if they're, I feel bad because yeah. I think Oregon State's football team this year. It's going to be good. I think their coach is great. So I think Oregon State, Washington State, Boise State, San Diego State. Now you can say, well, it's not the Pac-12. No. But college football going forward is going to be about the 12-team playoff. Oregon State and Washington State can win that conference every year and get an automatic, or there'll be a guilt factor where, I mean, you'll feel, everybody's going to feel bad for Oregon State, Washington State. Everybody's going to feel bad for them, right? Let me tell you something. They're going to get invited to that 12-team playoff if they go 10-2 and two in a worse conference. They're getting in. If Cincinnati's getting in, you know that Oregon State and Washington. I think Oregon State is could be a ten win team this year. What about Stanford? Stanford's always been about academics. They- Cal's always been about academics. What if you did a conference? Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, Cal, San Diego, Boise. The winner of that is an automatic playoff team. But Stanford about academics is going to see those other schools and be like. Yeah, that's a Maybe no Stanford thanks. goes independent like BYU and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. I don't have a problem that's with that. Possible. I don't have the answers for it. I'm just saying you can either prepare for stuff or you can complain about it when it happens. And USC's been trying to get out of the Pac-12 for four to five years. I know because I work at a big broadcasting company and they've been they've been in discussions. This stuff is run by networks, not conferences. This is all about TV money. So I think this is great for the Big Ten. I can't wait. I'm so jacked up to watch Washington play Michigan regularly, Oregon play Wisconsin. And that Who's full not day, watching those games? Yeah, that full-day lineup you broke oh, down it's sounds gonna incredible. Be, it's a bi-coastal three times. SEC is great, but it's a regional conference. Georgia could be playing Texas the same time Oklahoma's playing Alabama. It'll cannibalize it. It'll be, it may be the best conference and win the most natties, but it's going to be a regional conference. This is a national conference, coast-to-coast, big brands. Penn State out east, Ohio State, Michigan, Midwest, USC, Washington, Oregon, UCLA out west. I think it's fantastic. Washington, Oregon. Listen, you can say it doesn't fit. I understand that. But it's a much closer flight, Seattle to Columbus and Seattle to Chicago, than it is Los Angeles. So Washington's a cold-weather program. Those are three-and-a-half-hour flights. They're built to go on the road and win in the Big Ten. They're a cold-weather program. I could argue UCLA's not built for the Big Ten. 
But like Washington, Seattle, it's raining by October 1st. <laughs> so I think Washington's going to be great. Peter King's joining us. Football Morning in America, NBCSports.com. And I grew up a Husky fan, so part of me, I, I'm a Washington Husky fan, so part of me just thinks this stinks. And part of me is so excited to watch Washington play Ohio State and Michigan and Wisconsin, I can't see straight. Peter, where do you land on this stuff? Uh, personally, I'm, I'm really a traditionalist, Colin, and I am, I, I think it's, I think it's bad. I mean, you know, the Apple Cup is cool. Washington, Oregon is cool. The West Coast rivalries are really cool. I, I love that stuff, but I'm 66. I am yesterday's news. So, you know, I, I totally understand that. But Colin, so I'm in Atlanta today. Yeah. And the last 24 hours, this stuff is starting to bubble up. And so on the phone and in various places that I've visited at the NFL, I've asked people, because I always ask people every year, what are you worried about? What's, what worries you about the NFL? And a lot of people say gambling. Well, of course, gambling is trouble. But I had one guy today tell me, this is a top-ranking NFL executive that, and his words were, what's happening in college football petrifies me. It's like there's no governing body anymore. The NCAA is just letting teams go, and, and because they get beat up in court when they try to make rulings. And, 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 and this guy said to me, listen, what's dangerous now is the college football programs are our feeder programs. And what happens now if there are 10 to 20 power programs around the country? And then what happens if all these other schools have to play as independents? Do players get developed enough if you're playing, if you're UCLA and, or, or if you're Washington State and you end up out in the cold and you're playing Texas San Antonio or, or whatever, whoever it is. But I do think that the fact that the NCAA has lost control of college football and ceded control of college football to the television networks, that is, I think, a very worrisome thing for the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it is, Peter, a lot of times. you, you know, I don't know your background. Um, I, I know some of it, obviously, professionally, but I, I'm a kid of divorce. I didn't grow up with a church and a community. When I moved out east for a decade, I was always taken back by, a little intimidated by the churches and the camps and uh, the, 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 the Cape Cod crowd and all this tradition. I was jealous of it. I'm like, this is great. I grew up a kid. Yeah. A hectic life, child of divorce, moving around for jobs. And so I am not a traditionalist. My DNA, my, gen my psychology is I like new stuff. I, I'm, I'm an old guy, think like yeah. a young guy, right? You probably, my guess, is built up with more tradition. And I think in America, right now, we've got a culture war a bit that worries me. It's a lot of tribalism that there's the people that like new stuff, the people that are fearful of change, and I just hope we can we can all put our arms around each other at one point. The one thing you say, you say, and it's a very interesting point, is nobody's running the NCAA. Uh, or they're yeah. not running football. I would make this argument, though. Outside of Oregon, due to Phil Knight's money, 
The top 20 college football programs 40 years ago are the same ones today. The difference is Phil Knight came in and said, I'm going to just make Oregon great, and he did. Oregon wasn't yet <laughs> right. But other than that, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, USC, Tech, it's all the same teams. So it's always been, Peter, so ridiculously top-heavy, and we've never cared much about Purdue. And that sounds awful, but when I say that, does it – that's what I say is the sport's always been run by 18 programs mostly, hasn't it? It has, but think of the teams now that could be absolutely left out in the cold. What are the teams going to do, the teams that are not wanted by the Big 12, who are not wanted by the Big 10, who are not wanted by the SEC? What are they going to do? I mean, they have athletic programs to run like and i don't colin you would know this i don't know these teams who are going to be let that are going to be left out in the cold what happens to the soccer team yeah at washington state what happens to the baseball team what happens to the women's basketball team and i don't even know the answer to that but my impression is that rising tide of football lifts all collegiate sports boats right and so that is going to end in a lot of places. So here's my theory on that. I love talking about this with you. Here's my theory. So next year, we start a 12-team playoff. So what's going to happen is Arizona schools go to the Big 12. Colorado did, so will Utah. You will get a newly formed West Coast team, Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, San Diego State, Boise State. And they'll, it, their winner of that will go to the playoff. So that will be fortifying that division. And that's a very interesting that's a yep. very interesting idea. And those teams and if that happens, yeah, yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, and Peter, those teams would never get into the playoff. So what's gonna happen? Yeah. What's gonna happen is the twelve team playoff is gonna become a sixteen team playoff, allowing for an Oregon State and a Washington State to get in. The Big Ten will get five, the SEC five, then there'll be six. Available, and that'll be for the little guys, the NC State that gets forgotten, the Washington State, Oregon State. So my my belief is, Peter, that the, the college football playoff is going to be the answer to everything. It's going to go from 12 to 16, and those little guys are going to get big payouts because two of them, if they keep competing, will get into that playoff every year. There's my theory on it. Here's, here's my, here's my uh, counter to that. Okay. Okay. If you even want to pretend, if you even want to pretend that college football players at the highest level are students, if you even just want to pretend that, yeah, then in my opinion, that really kind of kills it. And okay. you know why? Okay. Yeah. Because a college football player, let's say he starts practice on July 30th. Okay. And the college football player, I would assume Okay, if they do that with the college football playoff, then the championship game will be on the dead week between uh, the championship games in the NFL and the Super Bowl. So if you do that, what you're doing is for, you know, a, a, a cadre of teams in the college football teams, those players are going to play football longer during the course of the year than almost any NFL player does. Okay, so that's interesting. Now they're getting paid, by the way, so that's part of it. But secondly, who this is going to kill is the FCS programs 
because you won't be able to put them on your schedule anymore. Tennessee will not be able to play yeah. Middle Tennessee State. That's who it's going to kill. The Oregon State's Washington State's are going to be fortified by the playoff system, just like in college basketball, 68 teams. You can share some revenue. Those teams won't die, and they'll actually have a better chance statistically of making a major bowl or a playoff. So what's going to happen is you're going to get rid of the out-of-conference games. You're going to get rid of those three I mean, the, you know, uh, roast beef tech, <laughs> Panera Bread State, they're done. So you, <laughs> right, you're getting rid of those. And it's going to kill those programs that need the revenue. What you're going to do is go right yeah. into conference play, and then and, and you're going to go into conference play immediately, nine, ten games, and then some will get extra playoff games, and it will have a rebirth of bowl games. So bowl games will come back so the Oregon States, Washington States can get a tenth game or an 11th game, and they'll do more bowl games at home so the Oregon State's Washington State will get a home game. It'll be a yeah. bowl game. I know I'm just theorizing yeah. this nonsense, but I think the FCS programs get whacked. I think I think the Oregon States are going to end up surviving and getting into the playoff. Oregon State has no shot to be a playoff team now. They're going to start getting in winning their conference. Colin... Before we get off, and I know yeah. that this is the topic du jour, yeah. but I do. Can I tell you one NFL thing? Okay, sure. One. So, so, so I today in Atlanta. I'm at the Falcons today. This is my eighth training camp. Okay, and and so yeah. somebody asked me on the sidelines out here today. It's the biggest surprise you've seen so far, and I got to thinking, and you know what it is? What it is? Odell Beckham Jr being 30 years old now and talking like he's 45. This guy has really, really taken to heart the fact that the Baltimore Ravens want him to lead and they want him to be a versatile guy, a, a great guy in the locker room and a good player. And look, it's unrealistic to think he's going to be what he was at 22, 23, 24. But that's one thing. And the player that has surprised me, Really surprised me. Colin, I want you in whatever round six of your fantasy football league to take Zay Flowers of the Ravens, the wide receiver from Boston College. If you watched what I watched on Wednesday of this week and saw the separation he gets in and out of cuts, it's, it is as good right now as Debo. And, and he is a guy who I think is going to make beautiful music with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. We got into the, a top 100 player list came out the other day, and I said, how in God's name is Lamar significantly behind Dak? And I like Dak. Lamar's a spectacular. <laughs> well, it's because, Colin, Colin, it's very, I think that's very simple because Lamar Jackson has missed 34% of the snaps over the last two years. Lamar Jackson has played in the NFL now for what five years, yeah. you know, in total. He's won one playoff game. Yeah, he's not played great in the postseason. And look, I understand Dak has his detractors. Uh, sometimes I'm one of them, but I do think you can count on him to be there every Sunday. Yeah, in the last two years, you haven't been able to do that with Lamar. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, and I didn't, I wasn't going to talk college football, but they told me in my ear that you wanted to talk about it. So I and I and I've always been. Yeah, there was something I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I think it's all interesting. And I grew up in the Northwest, so I Oregon and Washington are my they're my teams. Like I that's where I grew up. So I want to go back to the NFL here. Um, yeah. 
the Aaron Rodgers pivot's fascinating. So, um, and I don't think it's fair. I was really tough on Baker Mayfield. I think I was right, but I was probably too tough. On Aaron, about seven years ago, I said, he's a little bit of a bailer, not a baller. Is that he's a finger pointer. I said this years ago. I said, don't look. When he trails, he checks out. A little, he, he was like a way better version of Jay Cutler. Jay could check out body language, a little bit of a finger pointer. And there were things that Aaron did in Green Bay, constantly drone on about retirement, drove me nuts. But I got to tell you, his pivot in New York, Peter, it's as if he listened. And he said, okay, I'm going to commit to young guys. I'm going to stop talking retirement. I'm going to help my teammates. Listen, sometimes yeah. people need change, Peter, in life. They need, they need a new job. Like, I've been blown away by Aaron so far. This is, ex you're saying exactly what I saw, and I, I talked to him last week in New York, in New Jersey, but, but Colin, sometimes you need a change of scenery, period. And I asked him about that, and first he poo-pooed it, because he said, hey, look, I'm, I'm serious. When I went into the darkness, I was 90% retired. I was going to retire. But then he thought when he went in, when he, when he went in there, you know, I feel great. I still enjoy the game. I got to find out if the Packers really want me. Look, that ship had sailed. And then he told me for the first time in my life, since I was 19 years old, I got recruited. And this time it wasn't Jeff Tedford. This time it was Robert Sala and, and uh, Joe Douglas of, of the, of the Jets. But here's the reason why this works. Sometimes you need to get slapped in the face. Aaron Rodgers got slapped in the face. Not, not really, but sort of by Brian Gutekunst and the Packers. And they said, look, either you're all in or you're not. He wasn't going to be all in in the offseason program. The Packers knew it. And they said, look, before this gets really ugly, let's just end it. Yeah. And I think the Packers did a great job of getting a future one uh, for a guy who might play two years. But Colin, I, I will say one thing. Let's talk. I don't want. I don't mean to pivot on Rogers, but I will say this: when I left there, I called somebody uh, in the league and I said, "Over under on Aaron Rodgers and how long he's going to play is at least two and a half." Because I think if I had to bet that, I would bet the over. I think he's going to play at least three years. So do I. I. I do. I really do. And I think, and I and I also think I've moved around the country. Every time I've moved. I've looked at what I did poorly, and I've said, I'm going to get better at that. And I've moved three or four times. And I think Aaron has looked at it and thought, you know what? I was disengaged. Those young guys could use my wisdom. And I do think I didn't yeah. like him droning on about retirement. And Aaron looked at it and went, well, Devontae Adams left and said, <laughs> because he didn't know if Aaron was going to be around. And Aaron said, have you noticed in the last two weeks, Aaron's like, he gave up his avoidable years. He's like, I'm all in. Like, yeah. I think we got to give gave up a lot of money. Yeah, too. I think we got to give Aaron a lot of credit. Yeah. He's looked in the mirror and said, "I got to get better," and he has. And I'm rooting for him. Okay, one more question. Hey, okay, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers is a pragmatist, and he's made 319 million dollars in his life. And he said, "I want Joe Douglas." Why did he give up the money? I want Joe Douglas at the trading deadline to be able to go get John Smith or whoever. Yeah. Because I want to fix our problems. I want to win right now. So who cares if it's if I lose thirty million or whatever, whatever he lost. And so I think that is a great sign of where Aaron Rodgers' head is right now. Okay, so um, 
I got to ask you this. You went to the Lions, Bills, Steelers, Jets, but I got to zone in on Sean Payton doing a little parcels, a little psychology. People <laughs> said, when Sean Payton did that, people said, well, he's just doing that to protect his butt. If this thing goes sideways, he can say, look how bad it was. And then other people are like, listen, he's right. It's a mess. He's got to reshape this whole thing. It's more of a rebuilding project than everybody gets. What did your guys say around the You've been covering this league since, I mean, you've been on the member of board, Hall of Fame board since the early 90s. What did your guy, it's very rare when a coach rips another coach. What did your people say to that? I mean, look, I, I had, I, I've, I've had head coaches on this trip just shake their head, just saying, you don't do that. You, you know, it's, it was, I, I thought it was way out of line. I like Sean Payton. I just thought it was way out of line. It was not something it, that made any sense to me. If you want to support your guy, and clearly he was trying to support Russell Wilson and say, I got your back. That's fine. But you don't have to trash the guy who coached him. I, I just, I didn't like it. I haven't met anybody who liked it, quite honestly. And I think Sean realized a day or two later that he went too far. And so he started to walk it back. But I, I had a coach say to me, uh, hey, you know Salah. Uh, you probably know Salah. I said, yeah. He goes, you should tell him. Don't let Peyton off easy. Don't let him just apologize and say, okay, all is forgiven. That was bad. He broke the code. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. By the way, Lions Dan Campbell, what's he like in person? Exactly the way he is. The classic old heart on his sleeve guy who is always going to tell you what he thinks. He's going to emote with his face at all times. And I just think he's a guy who a lot of players want to play for because he lays it all on the line. He as a player was just like what he asked his players to be as a coach. And uh, so I think, you know, I like the Lions. I think they're going to win that division. Mm. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Peter King, uh, by the way, showing his versatility today, going heavy. <laughs> hey, everybody's got an opinion about this college stuff. I just threw it out there. <laughs> Two-way player, Peter King. Excellent stuff. Appreciate it. You have a good continued summer, Peter. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to bore y'all, but I, I really think what's going to happen in college football, we're going to go from a 12-team playoff for about four years, and then we're going to go to a 16-team playoff. And like college basketball, the playoff's going to be the sport. The playoff's going to be the sport. And that will allow the Big Ten to get four or five teams in and the SEC to get four or five, and the Big 12 and ACC will get two. And, and then all these other schools, I, and I feel bad because Oregon State has a great coach. They, they, they are the team last year that USC played that I thought outcoached USC. They literally, and I don't I think it, you don't outcoach Lincoln Riley a lot. Like I thought their game plan was incredible. And it just didn't have the players in the end to finish it off. And Caleb Williams won the day. But I think the Oregon States, Washington States, and those guys, Stanford Cal, will eventually make their money getting into that 16-team or 12-team playoff. And then they'll and then the bowl games will have a renaissance. They'll come back because those schools will all be like, we need another home game. We need seven home games. 
And so the schools that are going to lose are the directional. You know, I went to Eastern Washington University. They're the ones I think are in trouble. You can't play them anymore. You're just going to go right into your conference schedule, maybe one out of conference game. USC will play your Notre Dame, your classic matchups. Uh, you'll have that, and then you'll go right into conference play, and then the other team, the big teams will go into the playoffs, and the rest of them will, like, uh, they could play each other. You know, the, the teams that don't get in, uh, you'll have to schedule, you know, Purdue can do an annual with Stanford, whatever. You're going to have to get that seventh or eighth home game for programs. But listen, the, the, the college football is a have-have-not sport. And it has been forever. Pays all the bills. So the, the networks pay all the bills for them. And, fo- and at football in college has to pay for women's volleyball and men's baseball. And it's got to pay all the sports. So they're going to do whatever they got to do to enrich college football at the top. That's what they're going to do. So it, the sport's going to be like college basketball. It's going to become the playoff. And the playoff will expand from 12 to 16. And I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to 24 in 10 years. I wouldn't be. The networks will be for it. You don't, you don't think the networks in December are looking for programming? The networks will be for it. You never, here's what you never hear from a network when asked about football. Nah, we're not interested in more big games. They're all interested. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer an epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. Hundreds of customizable comfort settings from inside the camera. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's start in... Uh Dallas, where you uh, love that Dak Prescott Trayvon Diggs video yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, some people thought it was disrespectful. I saw Shady McCoy here at FS1 went after it, and he didn't Trayvon like it Diggs, either. Diggs did not like it at all. He shot back at uh, Shady, but uh, Dak and Diggs wanted to clear the air on it. Here's what they had to say. That's a, a form of my leadership, as I open the door and make people feel comfortable. To, to talk trash to me, to be able to do that, and that's why I started is um, I'm encouraging these guys, and I know some of these guys need that to to play their best. I feel like it, it make practice fun, you know, just coming out here competing. You know, I didn't ask my brother. Uh, you know, I love Dak to death. You know, it's, it's nothing behind it. It's just, it's just competitiveness, it's just football. It's just how we play. Dak is the leader of our team. You know, he can go out there and have a great year. I have the utmost respect for Dak. Okay. okay. I'm glad that Shady Shady was on our team. That you don't lean in and say that to a guy's face if you respect him. You can you can like somebody but not respect him. I mean, I ask yourself this: If you got into a situation in your life, there was an emergency at your house. You like a lot of people. Who would you call to take you to a hospital? That's who you respect. Who would you trust if your kids are hurt? You need somebody. You can like a million people. You don't say that to somebody you respect. Mm. Am I on that list for you? Well, you're always busy at the beach with a gun show, so (laughs) I would call you and you wouldn't answer. You'd be next to the waves. Ouch. Wow. But I think there there is something to be said. There's a different... We all talk crap to our friends. I thought that was... I don't care if it's sports. There are places I wouldn't go with Mahomes and Brady and Manning. Fair. Uh, next up, stay in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts off his monster year. He has a new OC, um, but Nick Sirianni believes there's no reason Hurts can't be better than he was last year. I think he's operating at a very high level as far as within the offense. Just understanding even more so why we do things, how we do things. Um, and he's really like a coach on the field uh, with with those things like that. I think our our conversations in the quarterback room just they're just keep getting deeper and deeper. And as far as uh, you know, how we really are dissecting all the things that we're doing, I see him continuing to get better. I'm really pleased with how he's been so far throughout camp. I, I just again, I just I just see continued improvement and continued consistency with Jalen. Very so exciting. I know uh, they lost Steichen. The new offensive coordinator looked him up. Brian Johnson, his third year in Philly. Former college quarterback. Um, he's been there as long as Hurts. But in Buffalo last year, we saw when Dable left and Dorsey took over, it wasn't seamless, right? Allen led the NFL in red zone interceptions. Um, turnover-worthy plays, I think Pro Football Focus said he, he was up there with uh, among the most in the league. There probably will be some drop-off for Hurts, correct? I, yeah, I think, first of all, he played with a lead. It's always easier yeah. in the NFL to play with a lead. Uh, the schedule's tougher. He'll play trailing. That's always a little tougher. Um, also, I mean, I, the, he played some bad teams, and, and he's going to play better teams. So, and Shane Steichen. So, between the fact that they're going to be trailing in some games this year, 
and that makes it tougher for a quarterback. And Shane Steichen's gone. I think Jalen's going to be really good. I think we're going to feel he's still great. I think he's going to pull back about 15%. I think the Eagles are going to pull back about 15%, meaning they'll be in a battle to the end for the playoffs, the, the division title. Not the playoffs. There'll be a battle in the end for the title with Dallas. I, I get that, but I'm going to rattle off their first few games. So at New England, I think it's Great a Great defense. You're saying it's a toss-up, but you know Vegas disagrees. Then it's Minnesota in in um, in Philadelphia, and it's a primetime game. You know Kirk Cousins just you know, okay, vomits okay, all over Okay, 2-0 maybe. So 2-0. Then Tampa. Win. Then Washington and Sam Howell. I'm not saying, but but these are there's some tough ones at wait, the Jets. No, no, wait, don't get to that though. Look at Washington and then the Rams. The Eagles could easily start five and zero, and nobody would be surprised. They're favored in their first five games. That should be five and zero, and then they have the Jets, uh, Miami. It gets tougher with those two, but they start five and zero, and they're rolling with the OC and Hurts. I mean, this is going to be the Let, number one. Seed you know in the what NFC. I see? A loss at New England. I see a loss at Seattle and at Dallas. I see a loss to Kansas City and Buffalo. And I think New York gives them trouble. So it's five or six loss. So 11. Yeah. I think so Dallas gonna, could pass them. I think they're going to be a, a... No, I think they're going to win their division. It's going to be very close. They're not going to steamroll people and look like Alabama eight years yes, ago. I would largely agree with that. And they do have the toughest three-week stretch in the league. At KC versus Buffalo versus San Fran. Those are three of the top five teams in the league. Yep. Right after the bye week. Ooh, that is brutal. That Kansas City game is going to be one of the bigger games of the season. All right, final story. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. The only, I believe, quarterback controversy. Well, Indy might have one. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask is so thrilling in Tampa. Uh, everybody thinks they're going to take a step back, but former NFL scout Jim Monos thinks Baker could actually be an upgrade from last season. Oh, boy. I just think they'll be able to do more with Mayfield because, to be honest, he's just younger and tougher right now. Brady was good. Brady was checked out. You're maxed out with Brady at that point. He was an easy guy to prepare for, for defenses. He wasn't going anywhere. So Baker Mayfield's scrambling ability now makes Tampa a little more I mean, honestly, threatening and diverse. Some scouts, yeah, he's a former scout. Give me a break. Brady's the best quarterback ever. He may have checked out. Is Baker 6'5", mature, as good at the line of scrimmage? The relationships with the players, respected? Come on, give me a break. We're still on this toughness thing with Baker. Nobody cares. The headband doesn't make you tough. Give me a break. Oof. I, I'm just, I'm so, well, it, it, it. Brady may have been checked out. He's still 6'5", great arm, totally respected, best guy in the league at the line of scrimmage, directing traffic, wildly accurate. Baker leads the NFL in picks since he was drafted. Leads the whole league in picks. Come on, stop. Enough. If he loses out to Kyle Trask, maybe you're right. Baker will be in in the booth this time next well, year. Well, what's going to happen with Tampa is very interesting. And I said this yesterday, and people think I'm reaching. Tampa's one of those teams that's going to start 1-5, and five, and they're going to sell parts. So if you can't beat out Kyle Trask, and he gets beat up because you're going to be trailing in every game, have to throw, everybody in the world knows it, I don't want to be going back to pass with a defensive coach that has no offensive sensibility. If you can't beat out Kyle Trask, I'm not sure I want to come in and play. Yeah, I, I, you never want to bet this, but um, first coach to be fired, I would take a look at Todd Bowles' odds. 
Um, he's been there for a while. I think they're going to let him go. Well, and he's I think, been in the org for a while. Yeah, I think they're going to go big, big after Lincoln Riley. If they get if Caleb they Williams, they're going to make a call and try to bring Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams to Tampa. If That's my guess. If they get the number one or two pick, they're going to be in great shape. If they get like five, that's not an attractive job. Aging roster. They're not going to get Lincoln Riley. They're going to call. They're not going to get him. He's going to stay in the Big Ten. You think Riley and Caleb Williams would not go to Tampa? I think Caleb Williams would be drafted. I think Caleb, I think Lincoln Riley doesn't want the NFL. It's a pain in the butt. That division? You're going to like the second worst division in football. Instant chance to do major damage. Florida um, taxes, everybody loves to say. Uh, no? No, I think Lincoln will end up in the pros. Not now. I mean, it's possible. It's certainly possible. Okay, which of these jobs do you think he takes since you're Mr. USC? Uh, Tampa gets the number two pick, so you don't get Caleb. Would Lincoln go there? Or no. Would he go to the Jets if I, they fire Sala but Roger no, stays? No, 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 no. I think Lincoln Riley would take a phone call if Tampa had the number one pick because they have a decent roster, I think Lincoln would take that phone call because that's who's going to get offered the job. Well, everybody, you'll take a, I'll take a phone call from anybody. Well, but, but no, I don't a- think Lincoln would take phone calls from... He likes USC. He's totally committed. I'm saying, I think he would take a phone call. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if Caleb's going there and Is you he know... he going to take a meeting? What you, hey, Lincoln, we're going to send uh, a private jet By the you. way, Pete Carroll took two meetings when he was winning titles at USC. Pete Carroll was taking meetings. Pete Carroll, by the time they won their second ti- natty, people were he was on Miami almost hired him. Seattle did. The Chargers looked at Pete. You're supposed you can- to test the market, see what your values were. It's the worst case scenario, you get a raise. McVay, look at that. I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna retire. Well, US, we'll give you a raise. USC has got to keep up their end of the bargain on the facilities. They broke ground on something. They that's part of the contract. If you don't have a contract, if you don't have those facilities up to snuff, Lincoln Riley contractually can leave. So it's the pressures on USC. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Say hello to endless hot water, Navian tankless water heaters, 15-year limited warranty. Go to tanklessmadesimple.com. Tax credits, rebates. Navian. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. And each week, we try to help turn our mental health issues into mental wealth. And we dive in with everyone from the world of sports and entertainment, like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. So each week, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, an iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tomorrow on FS1, we got a big MLB doubleheader. First at four, the Blue Jays take on the Red Sox. Then at 8.30, Mookie Betts and the Dodgers battle Juan Soto and the Padres. Catch all the action tomorrow on FS1. So last night on the big broadcast, which by the way, the showers didn't work, the lights didn't work, whatever, Hall of Fame game. Should have watched it. It was a kind of a mess. So... Uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking about like Jordan Love and Zach Wilson and helping the young guys. I always felt like it's part of the it's part of the job is to help those young guys out and and get them ready to play at some point. Uh, there was a great one behind me in Green Bay who's got an opportunity now, which is so, which is really fun uh, for Jay Love. Now my question is, do you think it's the quarterback's job to get his replacement ready? I do not. I think it's the coach's job to build a culture, a GM's job to build a roster a coordinator's job to build an offense or a defense. I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers' job to get Zach Wilson or Jordan Love ready to replace him. And one of the reasons I think that is because here was Aaron Rodgers a few months ago in a podcast. I've been doubted before. And look, honestly, I felt in the first year that Matt was here, Matt was in Green Bay in 19, I felt at times like a game manager. Like it was just, I didn't quite understand what we were doing at times on offense and my job is to take care of the football, and I did. You know, I threw four interceptions and 26 touchdowns, and we were 13-3. and three. But I felt like there was so much more. And, you know, then they drafted my replacement, and then I won MVP twice. Yeah. I think he was angry when they drafted his replacement. <laughs> I think it's revisionist history. I think it's easier, let's be honest. It is easier to root for your replacement when they're not a threat. And Zach Wilson and Jordan Love are not in Aaron's galaxy and never will be. Got another little report this morning on Jordan Love at breakfast. 
Not going to get into who shared the information. Was he sitting by himself? Was he big-timing? No, he or? happened to be a very important person in the world of football. No, I meant Jordan Love at, at breakfast. No, I didn't have breakfast with him. I had I had breakfast with somebody who shared a little insight, and oh, I'm not going to name that person. It sounded like you had something from Jordan Love's breakfast with the Packers, like there was something that went down in the facility. All right. So... <laughs> Um, the feeling is from a very good source in division who would sort of know about Jordan Love. In division. Huh. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say, remember, this 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 league is a lot of the same yeah. players, coaches. Interesting. We have a lot of former Packers that come by this show. Huh. All I'm going to say is the feeling is that when they drafted him, he was kind of a wild, dynamic athlete. They had to refine, and they've gotten him in the building, and he's not that great of an athlete, and he's okay. He's not that guy? He's just, there's not a lot of juice. He's, they wish he was a little more athletic. I mean, that was the, not, Utah State, it was like, oh, crazy talent. They got him in the building, and it's, yeah. he's not as talented as yeah. they think. I might look like an athlete at Utah State. <laughs> Unnecessary to find school. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 